Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us, they were competitive games, though they were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up, we were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying, because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash action squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash action squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey, hey, welcome back to another Pure Victory Podcast episode. Matt and Braden here. And before we get going, we just want to thank you for being one of our listeners, for tuning in, for uh, whether you subscribe or not, just for being part of our tribe and caring about uh, in your own life and also just in the world and in the church, um, getting free from pornography, getting healthy, getting pure. It's just so important. And so we just really value your your time that you're choosing to put in to spend with us. And uh, we just want to say thanks for joining us in this mission. So today we're going to talk about why marriage doesn't fix a porn problem. All these single guys out there and we used to be single thinking marriage is going to fix things. And then we get married and then you go, oh, it's still here. This porn problem is still here. I haven't dealt with it. Marriage didn't fix it. And so let's get into it. Why a marriage doesn't fix a porn problem. Yeah, you know, when before you get married, you, you have a little bit of misunderstanding about a lot of things. You haven't been on the other side of marriage, so you have these ideas. You think that when you start having sex that it'll solve your porn problem. And I was that guy. That was me. I thought that once I was having regular sex with my wife, when I got married, that I would suddenly be solved of this problem that had been plaguing me for years. I really, really banked on it, actually. And it was so interesting because... I started getting back into porn in my first year of marriage. <laughs> like, I didn't even wait that long. Like, I, I don't know, the honeymoon phase, quote unquote, you know, it didn't last long for me in regards to porn. And, you know, several months in, my wife discovered that I was looking at porn. And so I obviously was quite taken aback by that. But I was frustrated because I thought that sex was the solution to my problem. And then when I realized it wasn't, what do you do, right? Like, I was at a loss. I didn't even know how to manage this problem. I didn't even know it was an addiction. I didn't know 
the extent of how much it was ingrained in my life because I just thought it was equal to sex, porn equals sex. And when you get good sex, that porn will go away because you have what you need. And when I realized that wasn't the, the reason to why, that wasn't the thing that would get me out of um, a porn addiction being sex, I was at a loss. I didn't know what to do. I don't know, Matt, if that was like you too, but that's where I was. Yeah, it's a common thought. Like you say that that sex equals porn, right? I mean, in porn, we're watching sex. And so it's definitely, uh, it, it seems logical. And it, I wouldn't fault anybody for thinking that. I definitely thought that. But, uh, you know, the way that I kind of think about it is a lot of people struggle with this. It's single guys, single girls, husbands, wives, even wives are like, man, why is my husband doing this? Why is he going to porn all the time? I just got to be sexier. I just got to have more sex. And sex is the answer. But the way that I kind of think about it is that, you know, sometimes it's like, at 45 years old, a guy's porn use increases, or even it starts then, or it's 60 or 70 years old, all of a sudden the porn use increases. And so if we look at when a, when a sex drive peaks, when somebody has the highest libido of their life, typically it's like 25, 27 years old when a libido peaks. And so if that's when we have our highest libido, highest sex drive, but then porn use increases at say 62, well, then obviously it's not increasing because of a sex drive. It just doesn't correlate. And so there's something else going on. Sometimes it's a hard thing to grasp, but I think it is important to realize that what you're saying is true, that a sex drive isn't the thing causing us to go to porn right now. Yeah, it's really, it's true. It isn't. And I think that one of the misunderstandings too surrounding this is that we were looking at another person as the way out, right? We we're putting all of our hope on our spouse. And that's not really fair. <laughs> that's not fair to them. Because when you get married, you're learning each other. You you don't really know you know each other on that level, and so to expect it to be fireworks from day one, and that it's gonna be so amazing that you never need anything else outside of this. And I'm not saying that porn is a need equal to sex. It isn't. It's uh, it, we've talked a lot about this. It's it's something that has hijacked your needs and distorted them in a way that you're looking to it to solve you know the pain and hurt in your life or whatever else, or it becomes an addiction. But with sex and marriage really you learn this together and so you can't put all your hope on your spouse for to be the answer to this and it it, like I said it isn't fair to them and it's a lot of pressure to put on them and when you know you become disillusioned with that and you will um the fact that hey this person you know we have to grow together it isn't magic from day one then you start to realize wow there's more to it than this yeah, that's a lot of pressure to put on a spouse, eh? <laughs> you get married and you go, I have this 15-year addiction and just your presence in my life is going to be the thing that fixed it. That's a lot of pressure. But I remember we were we were like probably a year and a half, maybe two years in, into marriage. And we went to this marriage conference by Mark Gungor. Some of you might have heard of him. He's pretty much a comedian. He's hilarious. He's a pastor and, and an author. He does these marriage seminars. And he starts his conference by talking about the dreams single people have for marriage. People are going to be lovey-dovey. Everything is going to be awesome. They're going to be served breakfast in bed, sex anytime, right? And then he slaps them with this scripture. It's literally in the Bible. It says, those who marry will have trouble in this life. And it kind of brings you back to reality. And I remember when we were first married, we went on a honeymoon. It was a couple of weeks and we had fun and we were both virgins going into marriage. And by the end, we definitely weren't. And we had fun. We were exploring and learning and, and it was it was good. And so we came back and it was probably, you know, a week or maybe two weeks after we got home. And on the honeymoon, I mean, both of us, whenever we wanted sex, we just, it was there, right? And so it wasn't really reality. And so when we got home, I remember there was this time where I asked her if, 
she wanted to come to bed and, and have fun. And she was in the kitchen. She was cleaning. And she just said, okay, yeah, but I'll just finish cleaning the kitchen first. And I was like, what? And I just sat there and I was uh, like in my bed going like, what? what is this? Like, isn't she excited? She must not be excited. Um, why is she putting that before me? Why is the kitchen more important than I am? And I just remember sitting there and it's kind of embarrassing to think about, but I remember sitting there and just kind of getting more and more offended, more and more worked up and like insulted the longer it took thinking I didn't, I wasn't a priority to her. She didn't care about this. Uh, you know, the honeymoon was the dream. Now it's like not a dream anymore. And I just, I, I remember having to deal with this attitude of, of offense where I was, I was offended and scripture, it says it's to your glory to overlook offenses. And so if I had just um, been involved with porn, like if I was still watching porn, I could have just gone to porn. But because I didn't, now I was left exposed and I had to just sit there in my offense and realize in humility that, man, this is not a good thing in me. Um, and so this this kind of trouble in marriage, so to speak, not that it was like a bad thing that she did. It was a very good, fine thing that she did. But it was just understanding the dynamics of marriage that I didn't yet understand because I was probably not even a month married yet. Um, that was a, a situation where now I can learn, I can grow, and I can learn that, man, you're subject to, to being offended, and that is not a good trait. And so how are you going to deal with life? How are you going to deal with offense or when things don't go the way that you want it or when things when she's not at my beck and call, right? And so if I had watched porn in that moment, I wouldn't have had to learn about offense. I wouldn't have had to deal with the troubles of life. I would have just escaped. But, you know, it, it, wouldn't it be nice if you just get married and everything's amazing and the perfect marriage is, is what we all have and we never have to grow? But the reason why scripture says that when you, have mar- when you get married, you will have trouble is because marriage is great at teaching us how to die to self, whether in bed or in, a, in, a, in any other area of life. And porn's so different than that, right? And that's part of the problem is we've been watching porn and some of you have been watching it for a while. I mean, when I was watching it, it changed the way that I thought about sex. It changed the way I thought about other people and the opposite sex. So like you were talking about, Matt, you know, you, you want sex uh, right away in the moment that you desire because that's what we did with porn, right? Like you can have it whenever you want. You can manage it. You know, you can get comfortable and get in a safe place that you want to look at it. Then you can pick and choose the videos that, you know, you get aroused by. And it's never about that other person on the screen. There's there's no other need that you have to meet. It's all about you. It's all about you. You're total self-focused, self-serving. And then you get married. And you think that that's what sex is going to be like. <laughs> and then you, you quickly realize there's another person, another human involved in this. Sex is more than what porn advertises. And I'm going to say sex is better than what porn advertises. But the reason it's better is because life is better, sex is better when you're serving another person. When you're not putting your needs ahead of someone else, when you put their needs ahead of your head of your own. And that's what sex is about. It's self, it's not self-focused. It's about putting another person's needs um, and elevating that above your own. And you, you do that together. And as you do that, you grow together. This takes time. It takes, you know, dying to yourself like you're talking about, Matt. It takes that concerted effort, those choices that you make to love another person, to love, love each other. And that is something that's difficult. Porn makes it look so easy and it's a lie. It is such a lie. And if you think that's what marriage is going to be like, we're going to tell you you're going to be disappointed. But we're going to say that once you feel that disappointment, understand that's a good thing because sex is better than what porn is showing on the screen because it's all a lie. Porn is about someone 
It's just about your needs. It's about what you want. There's no other people involved, really. It's just you and a screen. Yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> it doesn't work like that in marriage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, if you're single, think about this. With porn, you get what you want, when you want, I mean, where you want. <laughs> I mean, you're conditioned in this way. I mean, everything is perfect according to what you want. And then you get married and you ask your spouse for sex and they say, ah, you know what, I'm a little tired, not tonight, which they're totally allowed to do. Well, then what? You've literally never been shut down. Like, think about this. If you've been watching porn, you've never been shut down when it comes time to act on your sexual urges. Yeah. So now you get married and you're shut down. And so when you were single, we're not aware of what troubles might come in marriage and specifically with, se- with sex. You just think, man, I'm going to get married. I'm going to have sex all the time. But it doesn't happen like that. And so when you, you, you're now dealing with rejection, you're now dealing with it not happening on your time frame all the time and in the way that you want it all the time. What are you going to do, right? And I think it's important to be aware of the potential challenges. And this isn't to paint marriage in a bad light. I mean, there's so many good things about marriage. And marriage, marriage is supposed to be such a blessing. But, you know, like I had one newlywed say to me, Matt, the only thing that we fight about is sex. We have a great marriage. Usually when we have sex, it's great. But it's the one thing that we fight about. And he was saying to me, even though they have sex and they both enjoy it, it was still a point of contention in their marriage about when to do it, how often to do it, things like that. And so in marriage, there will be trouble. I mean, that's just a promise. It's not to say that the whole marriage will be trouble. But there will be those things that we don't encounter when we're single. And also, we don't even think about encountering when we're single. I mean, to go to the next degree, I mean, there's a lot of couples that deal with trauma in sex. I mean, whether it's a lot of pain, typically for the woman, um, it could last a year, it could last two years, it could last longer than that where there's a lot of pain, maybe it's an emotional pain, maybe somebody's a virgin, they've been told their whole life that sex is bad, and then they get married and like, boom, just after saying I do, now all of a sudden it's good, and they just can't get their head wrapped around that. I mean, that's something that happens where there's that emotional block that doesn't allow somebody to be at peace to have sex. Sometimes it's a physical form of trauma. Sometimes there's there's things that happen that are out of, out of people's control, and there's variations to this, but... Um, there's many couples that I know and that I know of that uh, have this physical thing common. There's trauma that they have to deal with. And so you've gone your whole life being single, watching porn, never getting rejected, always getting it exactly how you want, exactly when you want, and now you get married and this trouble comes. Well, what are you going to do? And so if you can deal with the things now that are leading you to porn and you can learn to handle life so much better Um, Like deal with the offenses like I was talking about, like deal with rejection. Just learn how to manage life better in a healthy way. You're going to set yourself up for so much more success in handling whatever comes in your marriage, whether it's good or bad. And we love this quote by Timothy Keller. He says, marriage is to make you holy, not happy. And I mean, happiness comes like when, when we work on the holiness when we work our work out our salvation when we die to ourselves, learn to serve the happiness absolutely comes but primarily marriage is to make us holy to make us more like christ and so that's why in god's design for marriage there's going to be trouble because we have to learn how to have those troubles make us holy yeah like uh, what i love the way you said that matt and i'll give you an example you need oh matt i'll use your story you and louise how <laughs> she needed to get some of this things on her checklist done before she's willing to be intimate with you and then you're re- you were ready to go right in the moment most guys are but there's an example right there of how we are different in marriage and because we are different we have to serve each other through our differences now 
my wife, Kristen, is like Louise in this, that they're very task-oriented. Very task-oriented. Being that she has a checklist, that's my wife. Louise sounds similar. Has a checklist in her mind of things she needs to get done before she even looks at sex. <laughs> and for us that are relationship-oriented, we don't get that. We don't understand why they're not like us. So we're like, hey, you're rejecting me. You don't value our relationship. You don't value me and my needs. I'm going to sulk. I'm going to pout. I'm going to feel bad. I'm just going to, you know what? Never forget about it, right? <laughs> That's what we do. And then this bitterness forms between us. So in marriage, here's an example of what it looks like to focus more on making you holy is I've had to learn, me being Brad, and I've had to learn that I will help my wife with her checklist first. I'm not focused on my needs. I'm more relationship oriented. I may not get that she's like that, but hey, I'll go help her with her checklist. And then that, you know, when that happens, she feels loved. She feels cared for. She's way more open and willing to having sex with me. And in that way, I've honored her. I'm not demanding something from her and saying, hey, you got to meet my need here. No, I try to meet her needs. And through that, she she's more open and willing and wanting to do the, the same to me. So we can do that together. And she's had to learn as well, you know, to put me on the checklist. <laughs> so maybe I'm at, I don't know, four. I don't know. I'm not quite one, but I'm four, but I'm there, you know. So, so we've had to kind of negotiate that. And that's why marriage is one of these things. If you think that it's going to be, you're going to marry someone identical to you. And that's what porn is. You're, you're basically looking for something that jives with you. You know, that's what you're looking for. If you think that marriage is going to be like that, the person that you marry is identical to you and your thoughts, needs, desires you're going to be wrong. So you have to learn to navigate those differences. And that's why when you serve each other, happiness is a byproduct of that. And and that's what we would encourage you to be. So that's why marriage isn't fixed for this porn problem because porn is the exact opposite of that. It's all about my needs. So that's why you do a deep clean every <laughs> Saturday. Hey, man, you guys that can't see Braden's house, Brad and Kristen have a very tidy and very clean house. It's almost, it's pretty much like a show home. But now I know Braden's just making sure that he's on her list too. That's a marriage professional right there. <laughs> but even think about the design of sex, eh? Like men orgasm fast. We it, it typically doesn't take too long for guys, especially compared to women. And women take way longer to orgasm, to, to climax. And even just the design of that is teaching us to serve. But in porn movies, I mean, it's something like 14% of porn movies show a woman having an orgasm. And I mean, they're all fake anyway. Like, it's not real in the in porn movies. But even, even still, only in 14% or something like that of porn movies show the woman getting pleasure. And so it just goes to show that if you're a man watching this or a girl watching this as a single for a long time before marriage subconsciously you're getting trained in this way so that now when you're in that situation now you get married it's all about the guy getting pleasure because you've been trained in that way whereas in reality it's about the guy taking so much time and warming the girl up and doing the things like Braden's saying beforehand that are on her list and helping in the kitchen like I should have that day and then warming her up in bed and 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 caring for her caring for her desires for her urges getting her to pleasure. Then she returns the favor and it's the beauty of, of serving each other. But when we're conditioned to, to, to act like porn has taught us to, there's going to be some huge adjustments that need to be made in the way that we think where we might need to help her with her list beforehand and just even at least hope that we're on her list and it's better to be on there maybe even in last place than not be on there at all. But God's design is so consistent in everything. I, I just think it's so cool. 
But we got to know this, that marriage is never there to just solve our issues without working on it. In fact, marriage highlights our issues sometimes, and sometimes it's really uncomfortable to have the one that we love, that we've committed our life to, come to us and be like, hey, I see this bad thing in your character. (laughs) But the reality is that marriage does highlight this, um, just like it, it highlighted my ability to be offended back then and I was like man this is that that's such a gross trait in me it's even kind of embarrassing thinking about it even now um, but it's an, it's uncomfortable to admit that so to get in a marriage where somebody knows you inside and out you love them you want to impress them all the time but now these negative things are being highlighted because you haven't even maybe known or understood how to work on them um, because you just covered up with porn it's going to get super uncomfortable if you're not willing to do it. And so when we're uncomfortable, we're not willing to get these things highlighted in our life. Well, then we're just going to go back into porn like we have trained ourselves to in our single days. And it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And you know, the opposite of that is marriage highlights issues. But you know what? Marriage also highlights the good too. And why I say that is because you both bring stuff into the marriage, good and bad. And that's why we need to grow together. Because if you assume that two perfect people come together and you have a perfect marriage, you misunderstand marriage. And that's part of the misunderstanding I think we all have when we think that marriage will solve a porn problem. There's not perfection on the other side of marriage. You grow together. You're on a journey together. And part of that is, yeah, you have highlight of those issues, but highlight of good. And together, as you choose one another and love each other, and you make that choice every day, you can grow together and get to a point where you know each other's deepest secrets, you know each other on a deep, intimate level. And that's when sex is this beautiful thing. It, it, that isn't to say that from day one, it, it can't be, um, but you're growing and learning. I don't know if you guys know this, but great sex, studies have been done. The sweet spots for sex in marriage is between years 20 and 25. Uh, that blew my mind when I, when I heard that stat. And the reason why it, this is the case is because it takes time to learn one another. That just completely throws this whole idea of porn and what porn promises on its head, right? <laughs> you know, that sex is something better. And I'm not saying better in the way it makes you feel as far as orgasm or the fireworks or the passion that you see on the screen. It's better because intimacy is more than what porn advertises. Intimacy is bigger, deeper, better. You know this person on such a deep level. You become one with them. You know who they are. They know you and you are with each other in such a deep way that you experience something way more powerful than just getting off. And, and you know what? That's why sex is beautiful and God's made it surrounding uh, only for marriage because marriage is so intimate. It's so deep. And that's, you can go, you can become better in marriage or you can be stagnant and get worse. Like Matt, you're talking about, you know, these issues can get worse if you don't deal with them together. You got to deal with it together though. So we are strong proponents of marriage. We think sex is best enjoyed in marriage and we think you can have a great sex life, but you need to change your understanding. You need to change your, the way that you think about sex, especially say if you're a single person struggling with porn, for instance, just understand that this isn't going to be your solution. This isn't. And I'm going to say though, that marriage is a great place that we can heal together and grow together. But if you're single and you're thinking this, start on yourself right now. Start healing and growing now and getting porn in your life now. Don't assume that when you get to point A, B, or C, that suddenly porn is just magically going to disappear. Start now. Get it out of your life now before you hit marriage because then it's so much better. I wish I would have done that, to be honest. I wish porn would have been out of my life before I got married because it was painful. 
navigating that with another person that's being hurt by my addiction. So that's what we would say to you, you know, get this out of your life now. Wherever you're at, take those steps. Yeah, and I'll just say, as someone who did get porn out of my life before my marriage, I am so grateful that I did that, that I put the work in and that I learned and that I grew and got rid of porn because it would have been so much worse dealing with that than just dealing with what we already have to deal with in our marriage because Louise is not like other women and that like she didn't even know me when I was watching porn, but even still, it'll come up like maybe a couple times a year, not a lot, but every once in a while where she goes, yeah, but you did that. Like that's in your past. Um, what kind of porn did you watch? How many naked girls have you seen? And so this insecurity comes up. And I mean, there's wives in marriages where it's been 20 years since their husband watched porn. And even them, they'll get triggered and this reminder will come up and this insecurity will bubble up in them and they'll bring it up. And it's been decades. And so I'm not mad at Louise when she does this. I just, I understand that there's consequences to my sin. But the consequences are so much less because I was able to deal with it as a single guy. And so if you are still single, man, get it out. But like Brad saying, if you're married or if you're soon to get married and you haven't dealt with this, at least in marriage, you have a partner where you can grow and you can learn together and, and have that support system. And there's an incredible strength in that. Mm-hmm. And if you are in your marriage right now and, and porn is in your marriage, don't look to your spouse to be your solution here in the sense of you need to have more sex with them or they need to do this thing in bed to make it better so that you don't have to look at sex. Never demand that of them. That's extremely harmful, extremely harmful. If you want to listen to a past podcast, uh, Charity and Clinton, they actually talked about this, how they were given some really bad advice and she was told to actually have more sex with Clinton and do different kind of variety and different things in the bedroom. And that was so painful, so harmful for her and for him. We don't recommend that. We strongly don't recommend that. So what we would say to you though is that you do need together move forward in this. You both have to be involved in the healing. And if guys, this is for you, uh, and I know this is for me, uh, you know, coming from my experience, I thought I could beat this behind closed doors. And then I could tell my wife 10 years after I'm clean, hey, I had this, so it's not as bad, right? Because it once was part of my life, no longer is. I thought I could do it on my own. You can't. You got to do this together as a couple. So that means you got to tell your spouse. You're the vice versa, right? Whoever's struggling with porn or whoever's battling this needs to come clean and together you need to make these steps moving forward. And I know that's hard, but that's how God gets the glory in this. If you could beat this on your own, you know, God's not involved in that. And you can't, you can't do this on your own. Otherwise you're just managing behavior, right? (laughs) There's so much more to this to get healing. And we encourage you to listen to our past podcasts to get a better understanding of, of this. Yeah, episode 36 with Clinton and Charity. It's a really, really good one. Even more stuff than what you mentioned. They said so many good things. And you know what? Even if you do beat it on your own, you get the glory. And that's scary. We don't want the glory for successes in our lives. We want God to get all the glory. And we we want to live in alignment with how he wants us to live with community and with our spouse and deep intimacy and marriage. And so we, we just encourage you, if this has been a lie for you, that marriage is supposed to be the answer to your problem. And really, I, I guess even if you're married, that can be a lie that you're believing. But more so for singles, if you think that way, we just hope that this has opened your eyes to some things and that you keep listening to the podcast and reaching out. And if you need help, go to our web- website, purevictorypodcast.com. Get started with the Pure Freedom journey. And if you have questions or hesitancies, you can always send an email and ask questions. Um, but you can also go to different ministries if they have the help that you're needing. But we just hope 
hope that you take this seriously. Realize that marriage will never fix your porn problem, but you fixing your porn problem now with the help of the Lord will set you up for so many more greater things in marriage or if you just remain single your the rest of your life than if you bring addiction into what the Lord has for you in the coming days. So thanks for hanging out this week. There's show notes on the website. There's resources on the website. And if you're on an app, if you'd be willing to give us a rating, that'll help other people find these episodes when they're on the app that you're on. So we'd really appreciate that. Thanks for being part of our tribe and hanging out with us. We'll chat next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.